Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind Refinery podcast, provided to you by us, the Mind Refinery. Creators of content, aggregators of popular culture, and a place where creatives thrive. I'm your host, Kyle Bodanis. This episode, we are continuing to look at our favorite films of the 2010s with Andrew Lance's pick, Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Before we get started, if you haven't checked out and subscribed to the Mind Refinery YouTube channel, do it. Lots of great content, our culinary series plated, new episode of This Is Cosplay, short films, podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all your Mind Refinery news. And now, without further ado, here's the show. Alright guys, here today to discuss Andrew Lance's favorite film of the 2010s is Mind Refinery Creatives, the aforementioned Andrew Lance, hey, hey. Boyanetic Technical, hey, oh. and John Thomas Neal. Hello. All right, guys. First of all, it was a pleasure watching this movie. Um, I believe we all did. We all did see this movie together at one point. Um, yes, I think I yeah. saw it. With yes, we all went. I Did we smoke? I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I saw it with you guys. I saw it in seventy mil, and then I saw it in IMAX. No, afterwards. you saw it with we me it a second mil, yeah. time because in you IMAX. were weeping beside me. <laughs> That's just every movie. Though. I know, but I cried. I can't. I'm not going to talk shit. I weep like a bitch. It's, it's so. Yeah. when you're raised by an English father who like bury like it's like everything's Dunkirk. The British love to celebrate their defeats. It's love. It's amazing. So, guys, let's talk about Dunkirk. <laughs> Pleasure to watch this movie. Uh, fantastic. Um, great filmmaker. Great cinematographer. We're going to get into it. Andrew Lanza, why don't you tell us why you love this film? Aside from how it's just so just technically perfect in every way and, like, there's the, the acting and the pacing and just how everything is built on suspense, whatever, like throw all that out the window. It's a good fucking flick. Like I just watched it. Like it's just so watchable. It's what an hour and 40 minutes. And it's just so tight. Like it just flows. You watch it and you're just like, wow, it's done. Like it just goes by so fast. Just overall, it's just such an enjoyable film to watch. I, I don't know. I, I just had no other viewing experience like that over the last 10 years that I had for that movie. So just overall, favorite movie of the last ten years, and it was it was a hard choice. Honestly, it, there was there was so so much, and I kind of even thought, is is this my favorite movie of the decade? And then watching it again the other night, I was like, yep. Just to interject, we are going to actually have an episode uh, that coincides with these, where we're going to look at our honorable mentions, because as uh, Lance has just said, it is difficult to kind of choose these yeah. things. So we're going to have a little what our thought process was going into it. John, you were about to say something. Uh, yeah, no, this is like thrill, like thrilling adrenaline-fueled filmmaking at maybe it's very best that it's ever been with Dunkirk. Uh, it's just a, it, it's, it's a ride. Like 1917, this year is a ride, this movie is a ride, and it's an awesome ride. That's that. That would be my first reaction. If you haven't seen our episode reviewing 1917, please do so. Yeah, with the exception of of 1917, there hasn't, and obviously it wasn't out when this was. There hasn't been a, as good of a war movie since Saving Private Ryan as Dunkirk. So let's talk about favorite scenes, and memorable sequences, guys. What are we thinking here? And anything with a plane. Anything with a plane. <laughs> anything <laughs> yes. with a plane. Uh, anything yep, with a plane. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Give the, me give me more of those actual the real Tom, the Tom Hardy fires. scenes are fantastic, <laughs> and like yeah, and just like them actually recording the sound of the machine gun from a strip oh, yeah. so like you and the and the engine you like it's it's that the sound design is my favorite part of the whole movie which yeah. is the movie's fantastic but just like you hearing that like pounding the tom hardy the stukas the dive bombing it's, just it's, iconic yeah. it's incredible and like the part where he is looking at his fuel gauge and then looking at the plane gonna the bomber coming back around 
to you know hit mm-hmm. to do a second run on on the, the struggling sailors and he knows what he has to do he's like i gotta do it and he does it and you're like hero yeah absolutely hero this guy uh, also uh kind of hard to translate the concept of the, i have a reserve tank a real tank i have this much time i can't even read it You're, you have to give all that information to the audience to understand how big of a choice he made mm-hmm. to be like okay i'm gonna go to reserve i'm not gonna get home i'm a pow now his, if i uh, even survive this his um because his mach- his tank runs out and then you, you see the engine cut and then him go into the yeah. reserve. He goes, like, he goes, he flips it to the reserve. Yeah, yeah. The other, the other not to mention, he's also guessing the whole time based on, on like, writing on the, with the chalk because yeah. he lost early on. It got shot up, the, the gauge. What I was going to say is think about all those different elements. And so all that stuff happening in the plane aside, all the stuff on the ground, all the stuff in the water, all the stuff back in the air, and how they're cutting between all those different obstacles that are simultaneously happening and still and still have it all make sense and to be able to understand it all is just and i love when the sailors are watching him do it like remember the other crashed pilot who's then on the boat watching him go try to intercept the bomber and then there's that like and then when he brings it down and then he brings that because he brings down the stuka as well on the way because there's yep. the dive bomber yeah. and yeah. then he comes in that's he has zero fuel yeah he's he gliding on a stuka yeah, he's gliding before yeah that's so brilliant. and when you see them cheering when they see him drop the plane you know what a it's, it's like you see that idea of shared you know experience and like the battle he's doing up there is the same we're doing mm-hmm. down here and sometimes with the war effort, you know when you in war movies they portray some of the have to worry about yourself situations as well you know like when the guy goes into the grenadier lines, like grenadiers might like make sure he gets, you know what I mean. But then you see that like we are, this is we're together, this is it, and we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to get home, and that is the one big thing. This idea of like, you know, Englishness, yeah. oneness. Uh, yeah. It's, Speaking it's of Englishness, like uh, do you think when they're lining on the, on the beach, that that's peak British queuing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kenneth Branagh, Kenneth Branagh, saying with some disdain that he's staying for the French at the end. He's like, he's like, <laughs> um, he, but like, I and they won't let the French on. I'm like, four hundred thousand people on the beaches. I'm like, perfect lines. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, these lines. Are, all right, line line not looking too good. That we're gonna straighten out that line. Yeah. We're not from. Where are you from, Brixton? Yeah, I was yeah. watching. That, I was thinking the whole time. You know, if this was American, uh, these were Americans on the beach, they would have been like digging emplacements and trying to like. You know, yeah. get ready for anything. But yeah. the British are no. We're just comic sit books. Here we got calmly, shit to do. Yeah. Not say a fucking word while while everything's closing <laughs> in around us. So British. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was like it was like peak British, like like stiff upper lip. Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. was like well, that, like the the stiff upper lip, like stoic, like yeah. I mean, like carry on personified. Yeah. We need him back. We need him back. With we have the, the, battle, with the battle of Britain and, yeah. and the bombing, the Dunkirk moment is in in the British sort of culture and persona. That is one of those stiff upper lip moments exactly, in, in their history and in their, in their DNA. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. if you think, and then obviously with the hurt, you know, with the Churchill speech after about, you know, like, uh, you know, about the miracle at Dunkirk, just this whole idea of like, y- if you think this is going to be a walk that you're just yeah. going to go through and then you'll take the Island next, that will not be happening. Yeah. We're yeah. going to get there and it's going to be your, to take it will be your undoing. Like I think Dunkirk is also like the beginning of the modern age for the British because at that point the empire is receding, their territorial holdings are being taken by the Japanese, mm-hmm. um, and they're beginning to erode. But it's like if you think it's over, yeah. you're you know you're. Well, it's also this great empire yeah. that now just at, 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 in their home they just they're now under threat and they feel that threat is real. Whereas mm-hmm. before they're like we own the world, motherfuckers. Yeah, 
You know, it's now it's just like, oh, we can't we can't even defend our own. The war's on their doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. And also there's this like, well, this has happened before. We've like this. We know it too because like cause obviously you have the Spanish Armada invasion. You know what I mean? Like they've been oh, for yeah. their backs D- against. Dire situations yeah. And before, it's, yeah. it's 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 really good. I really, really um, like even the stuff with Harry Styles where they're like trying to it just shows like this kind of the 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 senseless like just trying to like get back and everyone being disjointed and like and it's this right is, there you can see on a yeah. good day you can see england and, and they can't channel, get away yeah, yeah. yeah. and these guys are trying to get home and when they're trapped in the boat and the guys start doing target practice on when they do so they're doing the target yeah. practice on the boat and uh just this idea like of them trying mm. just the desperation of like people trying to get back to where they are and survive i mean when they come home i like i love the parts when they come home and they're like, and it's the blind, and it's the the blind man where he's like touching their and face. Look me in the face, and he's like, all I did was, he's like, all I did was survive, and he's like, that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And like, when and they get are, home, and people are cheering, like, we're glad yeah, you're back. Yeah. We need you. They're yeah. handing them beers. And they were the like, yeah, they're like all embarrassed and thinking yeah. that. And they these failed. are kids coming back though, so they're probably yeah. taking it definitely as a defeat, definitely a lot harder because they're they're all young men. But like the old people there are like, no, you 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 survived, you came back. That's all you need yeah, to do. Yeah, we're happy. You, you know, it's not you. your mistake that, that that's some that's some general's military mistake. You know, to to go so arrogantly into into France and think that they so can heavy. stop the blitzkrieg. When the boats arrive, oh my god, not a dry eye, home. not a dry. <laughs> when he says home, home, oh, not a dry eye. Lance is beside me weeping. I'm weeping. Oh, I was I was I was losing it watching it watching. Meanwhile, it the the captains oh on God. those boats are like the yeah. most serious stern men. They're like they know they're doing the badass thing, and and, uh, and yeah, they're, what, they're the, there. The yeah, but like, but yeah, yeah. The character character wise, like yeah. I mean, even in even with that happened, that would have been an emotional moment. No, no, they're Brits. <laughs> that that doesn't exist. Um, on the topic of scenes, I I liked as well the. The very opening of the movie up until the end of the first bombing, that whole where he's like running in from the, the shooters and then onto it's, the beach. You don't see a German in it's, this movie no. until so, uh, other than a plane yeah. until the very right end, at the very end when yeah, they yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that and opening. The, like background. I love that opening. Yeah. But one of the things that I gotta fault this movie for, uh, there's a couple things, but one of them is just. Just a disservice to the French, honestly. Like, yes. I know the French get a lot of flack, you know, for surrender monkeys and all that stuff, all that stuff that's said about them and surrendering all the time. But uh, not to mention their resistance fought extremely hard during yeah. that rest of that war. But in that moment, they they were the reason why the, the Brits survived. They they were they had they nothing to defend line. with, nothing yeah. serious. Yeah. But they held on for a long they time. They held the rear of the for of the, for the benefit of the British. That maybe the British will help them later on in the war. And, and they could have, you know, they could have done the surrender thing and just walked away. Yeah. But also, no. people underestimate, like, the speed with which the German military went. Yeah. Th- like, they were... They do the- cover that, though. But not, sorry, not the speed. There was a great speed, but they cover why the Germans uh, gave them time. And there's a lot of. But they, 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 they don't talk about the I'm how more, he wanted the I'm more the like prestige. talking about, like, the disservice to the French. Like, mm. they just gave up. Like, like they right, gave right, up right. when in actuality, um, like, good luck trying, like, good yeah. luck on, good luck on land. Like the British are across the water, like there's a stop to that, yeah, right? Yeah. Like for a preparation. But yeah. the French, once that, because you have to remember, after the, like when they landed in D Day, 1944, they hit the beach, and then they were in Berlin in a year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like there, there's not a lot of area once you yeah. once they start breaking out, and uh, I think that's a really good point, yeah. and uh, that's why like at the end he wants to stay for the French. Because they obviously they did they they, they were the rear guard and, and of French that expeditionary force. The French were one of the few countries that really prepared for for the for World War Two. 
you know, in a, in a way expecting Germany to, they saw the radicalization of Germany and they, they, they spent 20 years building, the building line. the Maginot line, yeah. which would have done a great job in the previous war. But yeah. you know what I mean? You just need, you know, now you have tanks that can go anywhere and, and, and they found, they, you know, the Germans went through the one forest that, that, uh, um, they never thought the they'd be Narden offensive. Yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, no, they, they, that was they, the film was a disservice to them, I think, and it's just they they did show at the beginning when they're when he's like running through the streets and they're like shooting at him. He's like anglais, anglais, yeah. and then and then they're like, oh, like get out of here, yeah, yeah. and they like sh- sh- shove him off. Yeah. They, I'm just saying, I'm not and, saying I'm, I I agree it was a disservice, yeah. but I'm just saying there was that one now, and it's not it's not even just like historically that's a disservice, but like I think in in a film you could have even up the up the stakes a little bit more if you if you had uh, a character or a scene that showed what the French were facing up against. And because you and that's the idea about understanding the commonality between everyone, right? Mm. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, although it was a British movie, you like you the the, the it Can kind it, of really you know expands like the um, the stakes understanding that because the French expedition like their force needs to come over too because they will invade again. Like all mm-hmm. those, you need everyone. Can I add there. a Can I add a caveat to that though? Yeah. The one um, French officer posing as a Brit to escape. That's kind of a little bit sort of hinting at their their strife as well. No, it's, it's, it's it, almost, it doesn't represent them well. I'm not yeah. saying that it, it, it I'm just like I'm just coward. throwing that out there yeah, just exactly. because that yeah, is in there yeah. and just yeah. I just wanted to point And out. the other scene where when they try and go on that um causeway or whatever it is where the boats Anglaise go. And yeah, and they're pushing up those French yeah. are trying to get yeah. on the boats and they're getting pushed aside. It also like that's again, it makes them look bad. I mean, obviously But at least he's calling attention to it though. And yeah, like, cuz they talk about they talk about the like uh, like Winston Churchill saying, you know, we're allies, mm-hmm. but then over here it's like get British first cuz we need them to fight, which kind of like the the French. I mean, there's a lot of other people who participated in the Battle of Britain who were ready. There's French pilots. There was you know Polish pilots. Polish pilots were some right, of the best and they the were war, also yeah. in preparation for uh, you know the landing. Mm-hmm. Because let's be real, that's the staging ground. That's where any offense against you know Europe at that point is going to yeah. be staged from England. I want to move on though, guys. I was actually talk, guys. Um, Chris Christopher Nolan. I could anybody else have made this movie? Not this I, way. I can see Ridley Scott. With Ridley Scott can make this way. The, the, the pacing and how <laughs> the, the, the three storylines line up in, in different ways. I feel like that's like quintessential Nolan right there. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying anybody else couldn't do it, but I'm just saying he can do it in a masterful way. Playing with time is definitely his thing. Yeah. Like he does. That's his been his thing since Memento, maybe before that. And uh, yeah, no, he does a great job with that. I I don't see anybody that can do it as well, but I think as representing Dunk, the story of Dunkirk in a, an interesting way, I think Ridley Scott could have also done that. I also my thing with why Nolan is probably the only one who could have done this is because I think not playing around with time, and you know, he was even said as much in interviews, like not playing around with the time. This movie isn't as interesting mm. because with Dunkirk, there's a lot of waiting on the beach. For I mean I'm not saying that there isn't things happening. It's just they were st- they were stranded on a beach. Yeah, and they're stranded on a beach. The stakes are really high yes. on that beach, but you don't you can't translate that in film if that's all you ever see. Also right? tension because yeah. yeah. we talked about in the uh, 1917 podcast that you know the shooting style that really racked up the tension. This it's the edit, and we talked about the cu- the cutting style yeah. of it, and exactly. the way- they do it in yeah. in completely different ways, but both effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Like this one, everything <clears throat> is. Like everything is paced the way it's paced and structured the way it's paced is to heighten tension and and suspense and like that's where I think mm. it's like masterful storytelling. Like he's always giving you 
just enough information. And like he's like playing his cards slowly throughout the movie and he's doing that over three different timelines that are all three different lengths of time. So uh, yeah. like like if Ridley Scott, for example, as you say, had made this movie, it would have I don't think it would have done anything with time really. It probably would have been about like more character yeah, it would have been more you, linear. You would have had to type, get it would have been a totally character. different way of telling there would have a, been story. a love story in there like but, some some yeah. nurse on the boat. But you make Pearl Harbor it, it, it would have just gladiator. It was, Winston Churchill's a replicant. It would have just been more of a sort of linear sort of story in that sense. I feel yeah, like if someone yeah. like no, him no, had made it, it would have focused on one character, yeah, and it would yeah. have been his perception of the story through. Right. I mean, that could have right. still well, been an interesting story. Yeah, but that's not yeah. his story. And, and the, tension, the tension of the uh, it, and what it did was it drove home the tension of mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah. This if this expeditionary force is destroyed, we have no shield mm. against them if they decide to invade. Yeah. I think one of the things that stood out to me where they maybe dropped the ball a little bit on tension, it might have been also because of Christopher, I don't know the reasons, but I know he really likes practical effects and there were, there were real, there were VFX and practical effects in this, but you know, it just stood out to me way too often that whenever there's a shot of a beach and you're looking down the beach, 400,000 men are supposed to be in the beach. It looks like 2000. And it's it, like a minor it Christmas is, party. It is <laughs> it is trivial for those for the budget that they had to make a, a to make a, a crowd copy. Yeah, good effect. point. Good point. That's yeah, a that, good point because you can the think about it when you do that. Well. You've been to like a, yeah. a baseball game at Sky Dome. That's fifty six thousand people. Yeah, that's a lot. Multiply of people. that by like eight. No, that's that's a really good point. I, really honestly, good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I like I know how many people were supposed to be there. I don't know, maybe I guess that I guess from a they just chose I, from a I visual just, standpoint. I don't know, to just, was, the stakes would have gone so much higher. Like, that, that visually, a visual tension, like especially when you see you know uh, planes attacking the beach. Like if it's like it was if you see the pictures from Dunkirk, it's like the beach is densely packed. Yeah, it's, it's a packed. German pilot's fucking dream. He yeah, you yeah. can't miss. Yeah, yeah. Just drop where Especially wherever. when they stand in lines. You just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well-organized. Especially when they drop in well-organized yeah. British lines. That's why the Americans are notorious to kill... Hard, difficult, difficult to kill on a beach. Yeah. Just they can't get them to stand in line. They're not queuing. I, can't um. de- <laughs> I, I, de- I definitely feel like this is Nolan's best film. Like, I, that I leads into the question, for, is this for his magnum opus? Yeah. Like, for me, it's his best movie. I agree. Um, I, agree. I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end, and I couldn't wait to see it again when it was over. Especially in IMAX. Yeah, was, I, I it saw it, I saw it seventy mil first, and it was it was great in seventy mil. Yeah. But the sound at Varsity was oh, lacking. I yeah. want to feel mm. I want to feel this that in my problem. chest. Okay. The sound though, that sorry, finish your point. But I well, that, that's uh, that's all I was to gonna that. say. I like as soon as I saw it, I'm like that was great. But now I need to see it in IMAX because yeah. I want to feel it in my chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I want to feel those those machine guns <clears> like thudding. Yeah, and it was much better in IMAX for for the sound. But now, sorry, so now this might be my ears kind of my personal hearing issues sort of thing, but consistently i find i find i have a problem with the sound with with uh, uh nolan's films interstellar so freaking loud was it the part where you could hear uh anne hathaway <laughs> that was my big issue it was the organs but yeah <laughs> sorry no it was so freaking loud that uh and even in dunkirk there's just parts that are just the the not like unnecessarily in the sound mix so loud that you can't hear the dialogue i had to turn on subtitles on parts just to understand what they're saying <laughs> i was wearing headphones now, this, it could be me I no I, I, I had yeah. like i had like five i think it might be you. Just like, i can't I, hear I had, you this ship is I had exploding. really good i have a really good sound system when i was listening to it and and when i in the theater same thing interstellar same thing really i've Inception, never had a problem with that i think it's boyan it could be me. No. So I don't know. <laughs> That's what I said. I preceded it with it like could be my hearing. hearing or something like that. You're oh, like I couldn't hear dude, it in my I, right ear. I spent my formative years with with the, the, the 
fucking headphones in my ears and and blasting at the max volume. So I I definitely blasting could like have infected mushrooms. I definitely could have. Uh, <laughs> 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 a tray. Um, also, as an IMAX movie though, no, like like how much of this was shot don't. in IMAX? Did we say before this roughly? Um, I, I watched. I literally watched the making of yeah. last night, and I thought it was. I thought they said seventy percent. You said ninety yeah. percent. That's bunch. what I. I'm feeling. It felt a like bunch. it was ninety. By the way. Yeah. Putting a fucking IMAX camera on a Spitfire is such a boss move. Absolutely yeah. not. Do they have to do, they have to <laughs> do a different body? They had to do a different body for that, for sure. They probably Maybe, made some probably. kind of custom mount, well, custom it, it body. It looks massive, though. If you look in the behind-the-scenes stuff, there's still <laughs> an IMAX camera yeah, it's with a giant-ass body there's only and so like a giant-ass mag that camera, yeah. that's on a fucking Stuka. Then again, I mean, like, uh, they, those those planes <laughs> also carried 500-pound bombs and, you know, yeah. so uh, cameras not a and Stuka, a big sorry, problem. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still, it's still like a boss move to, because now you're you're risking an uh, like a very old antique plane and you're risking a camera, an extremely expensive camera. But like, how sick does that look <clears> when they're flying? There's like POV shots of the pilots. Like, you There's can nothing see, like it. You can see the vibration. It's, it's, it's exactly yeah. like, I mean, I, I like, what, what, like whatever you want to say. by Red Tails or by... Yeah. by no, What's I was gonna say, name one George movie. Lucas. George Lucas. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, uh, like, like I don't know if you Terrible. guys have seen um, the trailer for uh, the new Top Gun. Yep. Which, who gives a shit oh, about God. Top Gun? But like the fucking shots of like Tom Cruise in a fucking yeah, they like, look great, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Mig or whatever. Yeah. Like, was he? What are they flying? Like an M sixteen. Yeah, 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 Mig is Russian, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Traitor. I'm out to lunch. <laughs> Commie. Um, <laughs> wow. um, anyway yeah so just like like it's so authentic like that like vibration that like slight vibration like everything you can just you can just tell oh yeah that's not cg mm. for a second like yeah. it's like you can't you can't fake that it, it looks just so authentic do we know what timeline that movie is going to be in what timeline? top gun because i feel like now it would just be like just a guy steering a drone that's Top Gun now. Well, I, th- I think the guy pilot. That's I part think, of the movie. I, I think, think it's going to be a part of it. Like he's yeah. old school fighter. Replacement. The guy who looks like Boyan <laughs> with a drone. What was, Honestly, that, what was that awful movie? What was that awful movie with fighter jets? And then there was like an AI drone, and they have to go. It was just a. Ter- if, if, I think they're going to do that again. Yeah. And this would be another <laughs> place where one not. of your Top Gun drones would go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They should have drones in World War II. Anyway, I'm going to see it at IMAX. Who's who's coming Obviously, with me? Go. Who's coming with me? I'll yeah. go. But we got to make sure we don't make the same mistake in 1917. <laughs> yeah, you can't not see. smoke for that Top was... Gun. <laughs> Only if we How? can blast. Uh, uh, what's what's the what's the song called? Uh, Danger. The Danger. Yeah, Danger Zone. No. That better be in the movie or I'm fucking. No, it's right. definitely we're in, it's the it's alley in the trailer. <laughs> before we're okay, gonna have that going. I think like they use part of the theme of it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, do. It's like kind of sad. Kenny Loggins, right? That's what Kenny I was thinking. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> are they Kenny getting? Loggins? Are are they gonna get fucking somehow um, Val Kilmer in there? That's Iceman? what I want to know. No. Yeah. No, they're not. Has he been? Seen? No. It's, no. I'm like, saying in, no. like a flashback. Like, I'm like, saying what no. would our lives been like? The flashback should just just because like, he's so ter- like has he's so notoriously difficult to work with. Did the flashback is just his plane getting shot down? No. Well, <laughs> they'll they'll flash back to that shot of him when he, do you when think... he bites Tom Cruise. That's what they'll. That's what they'll cut <laughs> now, do you think they're gonna play at the uh, uh, the homoeroticism of the original, or they're gonna go full like accept it because we're we're living in you know in 2020, just make them fully gay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, pretend I, to be gay. I'd like to see I that. It. Let's just I do it. I'm down with it. As long as there's dope ass fucking. I mean, they're air fighter Force, pilots. So. Yeah, as long as yeah. there's <laughs> awesome flights in IMAX, I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Absolutely, because the original like teased it, you know. Oh, yeah. With, with this the will be over. This will be over. And everything. Yeah. Yes. Um, Just make it full on. This isn't yeah. the crappy it's 80s. It's not the 80s. It's not yeah. the... <laughs> Fuck the 80s. People need to be it's themselves. the 20s. Absolutely. It's the new 20s. <laughs> 
Have you guys seen the latest episode of This Is Cosplay? It features Kin Chan, the armorer and run-of-the-mill creative genius from Wampan's Cosplay. You really need to see what this guy does to believe it. The series is put together by the Mind Refinery creative team and is a visually engaging look at identity, community, and passion. If you're a fan of cosplaying, gaming, anime, a comic book lover, or like us, general fans of nerddom, this series is for you. And now, back to the show. I, um, I was just going to say, on the subject of Christopher Nolan again. No, um, we're still talking about Top Gun. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Continue is that what we're talking about? Thank you for, thank you for <laughs> breaking that up. The, strictly the yeah, Top Gun Yeah, we're now reviewing podcast. Top Gun. Yeah. Um, uh, this movie brought him, I think, to the big boys' table as far as, like, the comedy. Listen, and let me... The big boys' table is difficult to get to in John's house. Let me... Let me preface this he still eats at the kids table he still eats at the kids table he didn't let me finish what I was going to say he didn't let me finish what I was going to say obviously he's made some I mean look at his list right but this is the movie I think that solidified him as like one of the great sort of directors of of his generation as far as just this story and how he told it and you know it's not like a like a time warp movie or like like interstellar where they're you know playing with time and science fiction or even like um inception where it's a stylized thriller that sort of plays with sci-fi elements this is just a war movie mm -hmm. right and his ability to sort of tackle the subject matter the way that he tackled it with and and also giving it its its sort of due as well in the way that he did that's what i mean by that is just that he yeah. took something that wasn't sort of a stylized fictional thing that he came up with and actually went back in time to World War II. Is this his first certified this. classic, do you think? No. Absolutely not. No. Which is his first certified classic, but do you think? I think he's Memento. got so many. Memento. Memento's Memento. amazing. Yeah. Memento's taught in film schools, and obviously we, we learned it, but it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's really, really good. Yeah, and there's I, a I say, I say Memento, like, honestly, like, like his whole I, thing I with think Memento's a genius. His like whole every, time all started movies, with Memento. All of his movies, yeah, like, like Prestige, Everything. I love the Prestige. You know what? He's got so many bangers. Yeah. And you know, the only one I can't really deal with too much anymore is Inception. Yeah. Honestly. I loved it Honestly, when I first saw it. I like Inception it. better I than Interstellar. I, can't watch I like it, it better than Interstellar, to be honest. I yeah, like, so I like it. Oh, I don't really. So those are the two movies I don't, I don't really like that much by him. I don't like Interstellar at all. Uh, I like. I, I like it. I, 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 I don't, just, it. I like, I don't like the ending. I pretty much like the rest of Interstellar. I like Anne uh, Hathaway and the ending are, are the two damn. Points I like. Yeah. Uh, I really, really. You know, it's too bad too because I thought in Dark Knight Rises she was compared to how bad Catwoman can be. She was quite good, um, but yeah, no, I think, I think this is like he's got certified classics. I think this will probably go down as as his best. I don't know if he's going to top this. I feel like this is the culmination of what you don't he think does. Ten Ten is going to do it. Tenant, 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 whatever. Tenant, Tom, Tom, yes. Sounds like an anime. Tintin, it's Tintin. Yeah, I hate all the side missions in that anime. Yeah, no, I, I was just <laughs> what? Tintin by yeah. Christopher Nolan. But yeah, I, like, like I have I have issues with 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 Interstellar, and I kind of feel the same way you feel about Inception. Like I saw it once in IMAX, and I'm good. Watch the South you Park know? about Inception, and it will ruin the movie for you. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, this movie is like the the first movie that I've seen of his that I wanted to watch immediately again after I saw it the first time, and then yeah, I'll watch it many times. Did you sure. see it in yeah. theater at least twice? I saw it three times three in times. IMAX. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw I it twice, it. and it was like it was very so close good. to mm -hmm. each other. I couldn't help myself; I had to go back for a third third dip. What about not satisfied? What about uh, first of all, Hoyt Van Hoytema? 
Did I pronounce that right? Hoity van Hoity van Hotel. Hoity? It's not Hoity. Hoyt. I don't know. Hoyt. I don't know. I think it's Hoyt van Hoytema. Hoyt's only of the American cinematographer. Hoyt van Hoytema. Cool. I don't know if we can show that. American cinematographer, boy, and spank mag right there. Friggin'. Oh, no. It's all stuck together. It's like, yeah. Um too far <laughs> i can i can just break that over my knee so. i feel like he killed it are we missing wally feister or are we just like who no. wally feister who i like what like i love wally feister is this his first movie with chris nolan just asked no interstellar okay. is his interstellar first movie was with okay nolan. wait this guy or well yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah i thought i thought it was i thought it was brilliant i yeah. thought it looked i thought i, I thought the use yeah. of like natural light especially all the way through it was incredible um was was outstanding um just from a logistical standpoint of filming all those scenes in the water outside on a beach etc 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 i just I like and like how they got like i don't know if it, like inside sure the ships guys, when they're sinking inside the ships like the underwater so like whatever i'm sure you guys have seen with like the the like the like the imax camera body it was like the mag is like, is like mm. this, <laughs> oh, yeah. this yeah. big and it's like like you see these guys like doing like handheld shots with them and shit oh my god um and it's it's just uh, like the logistical nightmare behind that. I can't even imagine. Shout out to the camera assistant that balanced that camera. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't break the, the entire, guy's back. Yeah, the entire <laughs> camera crew. And like the whatever, the entire gripping. Like, you know, I just oh, shout, no, shout out to the entire crew. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, like it just, I, I thought he did an amazing job. I Like personally, I, I think it's it's one of the best looking movies. And, and like the color grade on it is is so nice and consistent and uh, not over the top, like like we were talking about um, social network and how I thought it was like a bit over the top in social network. And this is not. It's like the color grade is like, like you know, nice. It's beautiful. It's like I wouldn't say it's understated, but it's not like over no, the top. No, it's like that's what I kind of like about it. It's not overstated, not understated. It's like on point. There isn't yeah. like this idea. It's not washed out and like the opportunity to try to make it look bleak. No, it but, looks or classic. Not it looks classic. Yes. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it doesn't look. It, it's not. It's not hitting you over the head with it. You know what I mean? It just looks good and yeah. I, I would call it the british color palette you know the yeah gray, the gray skies color palette. <laughs> yeah but then but, dull but, greens yeah, I feel like and browns exactly. has like has say, like right? a time equivalent of this type of like color added to it yeah I'm, and just and just like the yeah. way like some like the 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 scenes where they're going underwater and like you just see like it's like these like dutch angles as like, like the under the, the water parts coming, were so like, yeah. like what the fuck? i didn't like, know i just... had that fear but now i know i have fear of yeah. going down in the ship and it, it's, and it's being perfect... locked in going down it's dude it's really it's like the worst. they really put you there exactly it's terrible yeah. I, so I was gonna say it's like the like the, the cinematography i feel like is like the perfect like it gives you these like picturesque like bird's eye shots and like like wide shots mm -hmm. and like obviously this is like oh like yes they like clearly yeah they used establishing shots and they didn't like no but like they they did they just did such a good job of like having those like just nice serene like picturesque kind of like wide shots and but then also like having you like right in there with the action yeah and like there, there, there's times where you're like you're an observer and there's times where you're a participant in that movie and and like that that's the whole thing about the movie is that i think it, it really supports it is that there's not like there's not there are characters in the movie, but like it's not about any one character in the movie. Like it's about Dunkirk. It's about the event, and like that's what it is. It's so it's like you get the event through all these different eyes, but you don't have like there are like little mini character arcs, but like yeah, it's like more about specifically. And like, I just think like the cinematography just really really um, supports that. So on, so I was gonna say on yeah. the subject of the cinematography, specifically the IMAX, which took up most of the runtime of the movie. Yeah. Felt like ninety percent anyway. <laughs> I, um, honestly, we yeah, we'll, um, we'll, 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 we can double check that. Um, it's definitely some of the best 
ever in a major motion picture, like the IMAX work, as far as just how much of it is used and how it helps you put you there because you feel like you're there when you're watching. It is, it. Sorry, especially I just, I just checked. It is seventy percent. Okay, right. okay, seventy percent of IMAX is uh, is uh, IMAX. So aside from like that, so I was looking up uh, Hoyt. Hoyt right? Ben. Is that, Hoyt Temer? Right? Ben Ho- ben and Hoyt and some ben of his 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 work. Uh, so the fighter, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, her. Fantastic. Interstellar, Spectre, and Dunkirk. Um, and, and that's in order. Her. He did Spectre. Wow. So her. when I oh, so nice. so what I didn't know that he did her, like, and they use IMAX a lot in this movie for just close ups close up. and stuff as yeah. well. Um, that to me was also amazing how we were able to kind of just have it go from like these big aerial war sequences to just being also in tight with the characters yeah. in IMAX. Just totally immersive stuff. And like her especially, even though her, I believe it was shot on Alexa. Her is like claustrophobic. Her is like claustrophobic. So he's able to go from doing these big spectacle movies like Interstellar to doing a movie like her. And I didn't even know it was him that was doing her because it doesn't feel like one of his big spectacle movies at all, obviously. But that's pretty impressive stuff just from a. That was um, uh, Spike Jones, right? Yes. Yeah. Great. That was, that, was, that was a great flick. That that, that's actually one that I've only seen once at Beautiful theaters. Beautiful movie, I should watch too. that again. One of Joaquin Phoenix's Jones. best yeah. performances, too, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful even looking movie. better than Joker. He's getting recognized for Joker, but I think he was better than her. Okay, guys. Uh, peak performance in this movie by a stiff-ass Brit. Oh, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Sorry, His, he was the admiral? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, home. When he's like, what do you see? And he says, home. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I know it's co- like I'm getting chills thinking about it now. Like I know it's coming. I'm like fucking don't do it to me, Kenneth. Don't do it to me, Macbeth. So it was bad. He fucking drops it, and I like every time, every time. It's just like and like I feel like up until that point, the score again, Hans Zimmer. I know this is the the, oh, the, the Hans Zimmer and Roger Deakins podcast. It's okay. Slash top. We are nine. definitely gonna definitely gonna get into the um, change. Okay, so I'll just say in that one part <laughs> yeah, yeah. with with Kenneth Branagh and like the swing, the, the swing, the strings <laughs> swell. I believe for the first time in that movie because it's like there's like this like little like staccato kind of like it's very tense for the whole movie. And that's yeah. like the first time that you're allowed this like reprieve with the with the string swelling and like that moment for me is like that is the movie. And I don't like. There's that shot of him. And he like turns around. Like, oh. mm-hmm. sorry. The the Brilliant. the father on the boat. Who's Mark Rylance? He for me he was. He incredible. is so good. He's yeah. really good. His perform. That's one thing that stuck out. Yeah. His performances yeah. in this one. He how good he was. Yeah. Bridge of Spies. Shout out for the Academy Award for that movie for best supporting actor. Is Cillian Murphy? Is he, he's British, yep. right? He's yeah. I thought I thought he had one of the most interesting. Um, reverse arcs yeah if you want to call it I don't, I don't know how you like he has this like story arc where like when you first see him he's in the nolan two tool shed now yeah like, yeah it's yeah, gr- yeah. it's a great silly murphy's good to have so yeah so he has so so you, you start off with him where he's like you know from you know he's suffering from quote shell shock which we now know is ptsd and you see him and he doesn't want to go back and he's like he's like not essentially demanding that they don't go back to dunkirk and then you see him later on in the movie before the attack that takes out his boat. And he's like a very like proper like British. When they intercut between yeah. that, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But like so like that's what I was saying, like how like you have like everything is is based on like building suspense. Like you have that and then you have like the, the pay, like not the payoff, but you have like the the precursor to that like way later in the movie. Mm. And you see him as like <clears throat> what's what, what what was it? He was he a, like a, an officer, British officer. I guess. Yeah. 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 So um, 
so yeah so you see him like you know he's like taking command and he's like being this like s- like stiff british upper lip like you know car- come, come on boys carry on and then you see him that like and then you realize that you know he's the guy that you've seen fucking with the wild eyes um mm-hmm. cowering in the corner of the boat so i thought that was i thought that was and he he played bro- both aspects of and that when he's asking if the guy if is it the ch- the kid's name is george yeah if he's okay and yeah. what after you know like that the scuffle and then he ends up falling well then he so also I never understood at the end, that he also looks at the body as it's getting taken off the boat and just walks away so like i don't know we never get a any yeah, kind of closure I think of I th- where I he is at I, I, I also th- didn't get like I, just, the, I felt like that. Just the father is on it too, it. where he's just like he's not himself, and he may never be again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because you know he has a son in the army. But I, I was gonna just say quickly with with George falling, I always felt that that was such a he like he falls down the stairs and then he's like dead. Well, he hit his head on something. I mean, I get like I that's I, I re- it's just, realistic that if you fall and hit your head on something, you could definitely die. I just die wish like they kind of showed didn't... him like hit his. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, I don't think he would have solved it. I just felt really like hard. the whole thing was. I didn't understand why he needed to die in that. Like to show that there's. I guess there's casualties. He wanted at every to level be a hero, thing. I guess, and that's why he or something like. I kind of that's, see that's, that's, that was his thing when he came. That's what it is. I mean, that part really got me at the end where they where they when they opened the newspaper and the guy sees yeah hero at Dunkirk after like he wanted to do because he hasn't done anything in his life. I think that was really cool. I think the idea is is that you know, the, yeah, what you were saying, the casualties and that that's what you know, I think when, it is. With, with the, the casualties, that's like the, like the casualties are hitting home now. Yeah, they're not just and they're soldiers. going and they will continue. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. That's important. and I thought that was I thought that I actually did I did enjoy that part of it. Um, you know, and it really kind of threads it back home where now yes we're starting and as soon as those you know pleasure crafts start coming, you know, across the channel to pick up these people, the the British people begin absorbing the war effort. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. It becomes things where where you well, start to see been... total war in general, where it no. occupies everything in a you know, in a society. The, the Germans were already bombing um London at that time, no. right? Yeah. No? Well what happened was with the Germans was, was they, they, they and the and, and they, the English bombed Berlin at that by, Well by what that happened point. was the with the sure original war, bombing maybe. campaign with the original sure. bombing campaign for um uh, against the uh, against the Allies, so they were initially bombing airfields because they needed to choke them off yeah. so that they couldn't, and that's where the whole battle of Britain thing. What happened was the Allies started bombing Berlin, yeah, uh, out of that, and that coaxed Hitler into changing their bombing strategy to bombing London. Civilian. So during the Blitzkrieg, there was like an enormous amount of like bombings in the cities, but what that did was it gave the airfields enough time to like recover, and also it turned the eye away from planes. Yeah, and uh, I, I I heard something where they were um able to build like like they they would they would have airfields bombed and like by like in the morning and like by lunchtime they'd be like flying planes off them again. It's the whole mm-hmm. it's the whole war yeah. effort. Yeah, yeah. And like also that's those, that, that's a crazy. lot of those planes were were built to be able to land on on in the fairly middle. rough ground. Well, you see the plane um, land. Yeah. You, you see the Spitfire land on uh, the beach. The so. beach. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The ending, by the way, I love the ending. Oh of this my movie. god, fucking Tom Tom Hardy, first it. of all. What an unbelievable fucking actor Tom Hardy is. Uh, Barely says a word and it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> is is every movie his his yeah. his fucking face covered up by something? I swear. Yeah. But like he's he's I enjoy his lack of vanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 but like even even in like I don't know if you have you guys seen Venom? Yeah, no. uh, bits. Like Venom is not a good movie, but it's fun. But like he's so good in it. Yeah, he's like good. He's, he's so good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's what happens it's... when you put a super super good actor in a super super bad movie. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I want him 
to be in a good Venom movie now. Yeah. Because he's good. You know what I mean? And he's yeah. over the top with it. S- seeing him in that mask in the, in the first shot when he's flying kind of took me out of it for like a second. Because I'm like, I- I'm just expecting Bane. a Bane voice. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> he just says it like yeah. that. I was born in the Spitfire. I was born I was born in the Air Force. Oh molded God. by yeah. it I, and i love how like Fortress like the time. raf like being in the raf like the royal air force was just like so prestigious that that man's like they're fucking wearing suits yeah and they're oh, flying yeah. planes like dressed to impress I love it oh, yeah, yeah that's so i'm amazing. here to fulfill her majesty <laughs> his majesty's destiny well it, it also that, that's also where partially i mean they had they, i think mm, all pilots were officers at some level <laughs> And that's also partially where the sort of the the general troops disdain for pilots. Like, yeah, they yeah, save like us when they crust. come, but yeah. like at the end of the movie, Smith ain't flying no sorties. Yeah. It's like yeah. at the end of the movie when they're all getting on the trains, the one guy goes, "Where the hell were you?" Yeah, right. Yeah. And he walks by. Well, and then the other <laughs> one, the other guy says, "Well, these the other other lads, they know, know where you know where you were." Like, yeah, it's it's I mean, beautiful. The one I mean, I I appreciate I I like. In the it's movie, nice. it makes a lot of sense. It works really well. It's crafted really well that, you know, he's the only one that makes it there. But realistically, they so, had oh, air cover and they had plenty of it. Okay, so who's who's the head of the German air force? What was his name? I can't remember. Uh, Hermann Goring. Yeah, Goring. So, I, I like, so he... Boy, he like wanted, shake heads with disdain. He, he wanted... To, it was him who... <laughs> so he wanted to, like, eliminate the English and British... Like, he wanted, like, the prestige of, like... He wanted the Air Force, to, like, the German Air Force to, Also, like, strategically, they... Because well, you have to remember, they have to do the channel crossing. Yeah. So the only ways to safely do that, they have to pull the Navy out, get the Navy out of the water, because that's the shield of it. That's England's uh-huh. shield, right? And the Air Force. So is, is it so they can't Because they, they can't even consider a landing without, like, that safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I, what I heard was they, they, they didn't push on the ground... Because well, I mean, the French were, were protecting, but like they, he wanted like the procedure of like wiping out like the the armies. With no, it was the Air actually. Force. I think it was, I believe it was Hitler's call to not uh, push them out. Well, I there, thought, I there was a, there was a call to like it's it's there's several different like takes yeah. historically several different takes of why that's why I'm asking. I don't know if they sure. didn't push into Dunkirk because fast so de- they actually so slowed down. Yeah. And there's there's like debate about supply lines. There's debate about uh, Hitler made some kind of stupid call about you know what I mean wanting to take it out from the air or something, or it was goring. Either way, there's multiple reasons why, and nobody really knows why. Yeah, okay, and they didn't fair. want to, like, you, and one of the other popular ones is that, like, they didn't want to risk any of their, because they needed them for the invasion force to mm-hmm. go across the water. And But it's, like, one of the most debated things about why, like, why exactly they didn't do that, because mm-hmm. it's seen as a friggin'... They could have won the war right there and then? Yeah, they would, the, there's a very good chance that, uh, you know, the English would have, they, since they had, they had no troops, they would have, they would have had to give in. Because at least when you have the troops there, if they make landfall, you can fight yeah. in the streets, right? Yeah, and, and you can't wait for the co- colonial forces to, to come and defend your island. You know, that's going to take forever. Yeah. So, guys, I want to move on to, like, kind of, the, and we, we talked about Hans Zimmer. You know, for me, the score is the bow that kind of wraps it, you know, finishes it off, uh, cherry on top. So, let's talk about that. Hans Zimmer. Where does it stand in the pantheon of Hans Zimmer? It's I don't know it's good I I, I I I'm hard to press I'm hard it's it's hard to pick He's like so a favorite good. Hans Zimmer Gladiator you know still because it's yeah. my favorite film uh, his score in that is still my favorite score he's ever done also this he's that's a good brilliant one. all over the place he so it's really hard. is this in 2049 in the same year yeah mm-hmm. as well yeah. they're they're in the same year like, they, yeah Dunkirk in 2049 mm-hmm. in the same year wow mm-hmm. okay. 2017 I, I did not even put that together mm-hmm. yep um yeah this like he's just he's just 
amazing. Like every every single film he scores is just is just phenomenal. I, I want think to get his master class. Yeah. Does he have one? <laughs> he has a master class. Everyone has one. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> How to be chunky in five steps. <laughs> um, I think I think I do like this the the score of this one a little bit better. Um than twenty four nine. I think it's a little more um what's what's the word? Like classic yeah. for lack of a better word. It's like not so um like like the other one's a little more modern. It hits all the it hits all yeah. the Zimmer notes where you have exactly. those the little staccato double stops in the violin to for tension, and then the when you get into like the strings, sweeps, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, like twenty forty nine is more atmospheric, where this mm-hmm. is more all it the drives the tension of the movie. Yeah. It's almost like the like the drum beat behind a band, right? It it just it carries that like the beat of the whole movie. Um, it's it's fantastic and it, it's really good, but uh, they're very different, obviously. When you mentioned Gladiator, Gladiators, I forgot how good that was. Because I still play that soundtrack. I mean, I play all these soundtracks realistically uh, because I'm a massive soundtrack nerd, but Gladiator is just. Hans Zimmer soundtracks, man. I get in. Like, I. They, I don't, I don't, he was getting hate from I don't know nerds or something for a while about, about something. I, I, maybe about just for good? being too pro- prolific. They didn't I, like, I they didn't like his master. Class. I don't get it, but like <laughs> he's just he's so good and he he he, I, he has a style, but like he's so varied. He doesn't copy himself. Like he he d- brings something new yes. to every project, which is what a master composer. Here's, here's what do. I want to know: Who like when people are like Hans Zimmer is you know blah 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 whatever right. You find most of these opinions on Reddit. Yeah. What, like, who who do you think is better than? John, who do you think? John Williams. Yeah, like that's what you're look. That's what you're looking. That's at. what you're looking at. Realistically, you're looking at the guys who re, who you're looking at a guy American who own, massively enforced. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. if you look at Hans Zimmer, that's what that conversation. He's in. He's in that conversation. He's got, he's got the John. He, he, yeah. But those are the two styles. Yeah, blends, the big boy right? table. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he is. John's John, notoriously difficult big boy table. <laughs> he is. John still sits in the. Kids table at I every time. That's where all the hot dogs and stuff. Are. <laughs> That's where all the craft dinner. Um, so, but like the Ennio Morricone and the those John Williams styles were those. So the John Williams really laying down a main theme and like working it in mm-hmm. to the Ennio Morricone. You know, that's where you get double stops of the violin, little sparse things, little noises, mm-hmm. little beats, little hits of auxiliary percussion, like those kind of things. Like that's who you're looking at to do it, and those who were direct influences. I mean, Ennio Morricone. Like, realistic, if you look at any composer worth their, you know, worth their weight, they uh, those two are loom large, yeah. obviously. And yeah. he he ha- he's in a privileged uh, position being Hans Zimmer, um, because uh, there's a lot of uh, younger uh, uh, composers that are making that are making scores for Hollywood films that are being basically ruled over and limited by by producers. Of what they can create, there's a big there's a big uh, problem now where uh, every score is just a is like a blase, bland redoing of something else. You know, it, it, it's Marvel. I mean, there's a, there's a there's some a YouTube series that does this really well, uh, shows this really well. But basically, uh, uh, there's a bunch of movies where if you if I told you the movie or if I played you a couple three notes, you know exactly what movie uh, yeah. we're talking about. Mm, and the yeah. great composers do that. Yeah. Yes. But a lot of the modern movies, especially like Marvel Universe, is known for this. Are so, they're just yeah. they're background noise. They're, you, you don't know yeah. what's the Marvel theme. What's the maybe? Avengers theme like, yeah. off the top of your head? Like maybe not, the I'm Avengers. Not a Marvel guy, I'm just exactly, but that's the yeah, yeah that's, the, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, there's call. but that's there's that, so it. much there's so much there's mediocrity, a, it's and mediocre. it's not the composers. There's, there's are, when you listen to some of the works these guys have made for independent productions, they're brilliant composers. Yeah. but it's it's these huge massive uh, studios that just 
don't want don't want them to be original don't want to risk uh you know putting their massive universe that they build into like a little box they're tension averse yeah when it comes to music like anything that drums up tension and like creates a discomfort you know those franchises will shy away from it and i'm just like that's not cool that's what's that's what's brilliant about yeah. Hans Zimmer. That's what's brilliant about John Williams. Good good scores will either uh, enhance the emotions that are happening on screen, and, or they will they will add another layer of depth emotionally to that to that scene as well. I think it's it's either or or both or a variance in in over over the whole score. But like the these these other scores I'm talking about, they're just background noise. I think his best work, Hans Zimmer, is Cool Running, in my personal opinion. He did cool runnings. (laughs) I'm I I'm pulled up his list just now on IMDb. The amount of movies this guy has done and the varieties of them are just a league of their own. Yeah, I think that's what they hate most. Super prolific. Yeah, really Scott. Right. Twister. This guy did Twister. That's the best thing about Twister, realistically, is Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Jesus. I mean Definitely not the Van Halen notes in the sound. It was Van Hagar too. What has Hans Zimmer not done? I think is a. He did Calendar list. Girl. He actually he did the uh, soundtrack for your uh, short film <laughs> Gateway. <laughs> your Gateway. In my dream. Gateway is going to be a recurring. In, in my dreams, he did. <laughs> Nimbus. He did the the score for Nimbus. There you go. Oh my God! <laughs> I don't even remember that. Anyway, anyways, guys, uh, we got to get going. Um, thank you very much. Oh, he's doing Dune, by the way. Hans Zimmer. Is he Hans really Zimmer's is. doing Dune? Yeah. Okay, can, can I just ask is. one question? Okay, okay, okay. Then we're getting, we got to get here. Who's doing the score for Top Gun? Hans Zimmer. Is he yeah. actually Kenny yeah. Loggins? Yeah. Uh, uh, let me see. <laughs> let me see. No, Kenny Loggins makes the Nine Inch Nails type like uh, a move in his it's career. Hans Zimmer's doing Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if Kenny Loggins. Wow. Was okay, this. we're so. There's we're another reason. going. Oh, and he's doing Space Jam too. Hans Zimmer. Is uh, he, no, does he, is he going to rap? Is, he does everything. He does. So everything. we haven't seen his best work yet because Space Jam Two is oh, still coming God. out. Oh my so, God. Yeah. Hold. Hold off on featuring that. Coolio. Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> The latest monsters is going to be like Migos. It's going to be like the latest oh. monsters are going to be like Migos. Anyways, guys, we got to get out of here. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Lansa, for, pre- for bleh, presenting your favorite film of the 2010s. Gentlemen, thank you. Yep. Audience, thank you for listening. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Just a reminder, if you like this podcast and want to keep hearing it, subscribe and give us a five-star review. And if you're not already subscribing to our YouTube channel or following us on social media, get on it. You will not regret it.